Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end. Happy one-year anniversary to the pandemic, Corrine. <laughs> I would rather celebrate St. Patty's Day, which is when we're recording, and I know you are planning on celebrating with your already Irish have whiskey. Been. Already have been. <laughs> I haven't taken that in a while, but I'm like, you know what? It's St. Patrick's Day. I don't know about you, but all these memories are popping up on Facebook for me of this time last year. And it's just taking me down memory lane. I don't know if other people understand this feeling, but you know, when you're an adult and you've lived through some life already, you kind of go back and you're like, man, if I only knew this in middle school and in high school and in college, I would have done these things differently. I would have made different decisions. I feel like it's like that now looking back at last year, like don't stress out so much because all of the cancellation and rescheduling policies will catch up. Like everything will eventually work itself out to something viable. (laughs) It's funny you say that because um, I was just thinking this morning about how it's like, as each hit comes, it feels so dramatic and then everyone settles in. So I was specifically thinking about, in January when the CDC order hit that testing before you go home and we're all like, that's it. No one's going to travel, you know, and I have people traveling right now. I know a lot of people do like the initial reaction is one of panic, but then everybody just gets on board at this point. I think everyone is so used to being hit over the head with an unexpected new requirement that even our clients are just like, all right, what do I got to do? But, you know, I had someone ask me yesterday, what what could I do to go to Ireland in May? And I was like, um, uh, like you, first of all, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So we have to plan one heck of a long vacation. You know, like our clients are, are adjusting to the fact that things are going to happen unexpectedly. And I know I have no emotional attachment to anything at this point. None of my bookings, like, Whatever happens, I just, I'm like, well, it is what it is. And I roll on to the next thing because I just can't let myself get upset anymore. Yeah. Frankly, I feel like we as travel advisors and the entire travel industry, we've come to be able to manage things in terms of emotions and stress and stuff like that. So in looking back, I don't know if it's just me thinking back on the past year, but within these last like week and a half week um, I've been very emotional regarding this because on one hand you think about, you know, people who've lost their lives, livelihoods that have been lost. But then on the other hand, we're seeing things open up and it's feeling so, Mm -hmm. so hopeful on my end and all those emotions put together. It's hard to describe because yes, on one hand I am excited. I am so happy. But then you think about, you know, the past year and all the hardships and in general, it's a very, very happy feeling that I have, but still emotional nonetheless. Well, I was just saying that last week. It's like, I'm so hopeful that I'm afraid. 
mm-hmm. because it's like, I feel like we're right on the precipice of some positive change, but we're so used to getting our legs knocked out from under us <laughs> that I, w- I won't be shocked if something gets in the way, but I, I really am feeling just so hopeful. And I agree, you know, the emotions are high right now. I'm just not letting myself get emotionally attached to mm-hmm. any one booking, any one reservation, any anything. I was just telling you how frustrated I am because Royal Caribbean did a redeployment. So it's not even COVID related. I mean, in a way it is because they're having to adjust to things. But, you know, I finally get my clients rebooked, whole group of people. Nope, that cruise isn't happening either. And we're talking about November. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you just have to like, Push, push your frustration aside and find the solution at this point. And I used to really, really, um, when I had to deliver bad news to my clients, even when it had nothing to do with me, I really took it on emotionally. I really would feel bad and feel responsible, even though I had no control over it. And if there's one thing I'm coming out of this pandemic with, it is losing that extra stress because at this point like everyone understands there are just so many things that are out of our control so i feel Mm -hmm. confident to just give the facts without feeling bad about it and anyone who follows my travel biz boss on instagram also knows that i have actually broken up with a very long time almost 15 year client recently um i never could have done that before either (laughs) so I think we're all a lot, lot stronger than we used to be, but our clients are also more seasoned in understanding that things change on the fly at this point. So yeah, that's the yeah. good part. Yeah. Definitely learning new skills. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Should we start with? Uh, I want to talk about the vaccine passports to travel because we touched on this a little bit um, a couple of weeks ago, where the call after the call that people make after making their vaccination appointment is a call to their travel advisor. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a really great topic for us to touch on because. As we can see now, a lot of different countries are opening up to vaccinated travelers especially from the U S I mean, I thought we were going to be the ones who are going to be shut out of everything once things open, but it seems like (laughs) they're going to be okay with it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously vaccine, 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 it's, it's the topic of every conversation. There are certainly some polarizing points of view, but this article from travel age West says that according to a recent study by the points guy, 76% of potential travelers would be as or more likely to travel to a destination or with a provider that requires proof of the vaccine. That's huge. Um, Regardless of our personal opinions about whether or not vaccines should be required as advisors, it's important for us to know what our clients want and what makes them feel more comfortable. And also at this point, it feels like fighting against the inevitable. We just keep seeing more and more Virgin Voyages um, said this week, they're going to require vaccines. I'll talk about an excess baggage that Iceland is about to 
um, allow vaccinated travelers in. We're just going to keep seeing more and more. And it will be to the dismay of some, and I understand that. But again, if we're doing a study of the people that we are serving and it's what they want to see, then it's important for us to stay on top of which suppliers are requiring it, which destinations are requiring it. Um, Yeah, and whatever your personal feelings might be about this, this is not, your opinion is really not going to go into play when it comes to vaccines and international travel. It is going to be what it is. So you know your clients are seeing it. The industry is going to be addressing it. So it's important for us to, whatever our opinions are, put that aside and just deal with what the facts are in terms of policies, you know, regulations, travel restrictions, all that kind of stuff. Because for us, this is business. This is business. And this is the direction things are going. Uh, Just like a health issue should not really be a political issue. In our case, this is really a business issue. And if we're going to serve our clients, we need to know. And then there's some clients that absolutely are going to refuse to go someplace that requires a vaccine or whatever. So in that case, if that's your clientele, then you need to know where they can travel. Um, But staying informed, of course, is the most important part. And just knowing that the majority of travelers do want to see this um, so that you can kind of know what direction to go in is pretty important. I will just add, they noticed, uh, they were asking which generation is most likely to get vaccinated. It's baby boomers. And I know a lot of us, that is our bread and butter (laughs) is baby boomers. (laughs) And then Gen Xers, which is me. Um, And it's the ones with a a desire to travel, of course, that are more likely to get the vaccine. I know plenty of people that aren't thrilled about the vaccine, but if it gets them on the road and traveling, they will do it. Um, I will do just about anything. If you want to cut off one of my pinkies, like (laughs) whatever, just not my pinky finger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can hide the pinky toe, I suppose. (laughs) So whatever it takes for me, but. Uh, We just wanted to mention because we thought that was an important study to know. Um, Where do you see, I mean, this is a travel market report, but where do you see post-pandemic travel um, going towards? Bienvenidos a Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can't see me doing a little dance shimmy to this, but uh, this article agrees. And of course, I'm seeing it not only as a resident of Mexico, but also in my business, people, it's like widely known at this point that Mexico is doing a great job and they have fewer restrictions in a lot of places and they don't require testing. And so it's like an easy yes. And then of course, even though the demand is high, the value is still there. I'm still seeing good prices um, for now as travel, I'm trying to combine words here. As travel ramps up, I think we will see the prices start to really rise. But for now, Mexico is a great value and it's easy. So that's huge. And all of the studies that they're doing, everyone's agreeing Mexico is going to be, they quoted it, the big winner of post-pandemic travel. Also, it's not too far away. I think people don't want to go too far. Everyone wants to go to Europe, but they're not quite comfortable to venture quite that far yet. And they want to go somewhere. 
And I see on the list as well, they named Jamaica as a place. Um, also Central American countries like Costa Rica and Belize. I know those two are, are yep. actual international destinations. Um, my clients are traveling to later on this year. Um, and like Mexico, it's close. It's not like you have too far to fly, um, depending on where in the U.S. you are. But for us here in Florida, it's close. Well, the thing is, too, is that places like Belize and Costa Rica still feel a little more exotic, a little more interesting. So I really think I just got my Belize certification. I love Costa Rica, but I definitely need to brush up, need to get down there for sure. I'm going to be focusing on those places for those people that that want something that feels a little unusual, but they don't want to go too far. They're perfect. Like Belize has seven distinct regions. There's something for everyone. I didn't know that. Now I do. <laughs> but I think uh, hitting up the tourism boards to do a little bit of education for these will really prepare us for what's coming. But the article does say when the borders open, Europe is going to explode. There is serious pent-up demand for Europe, specifically Italy, Ireland, Greece, and Croatia. So. I had a lot of Italy vacations cancel mm -hmm. in 2020. And consistently those clients have been coming up to me and being like, when can we go? We want to go. And back in 2020, the what they told me was, I don't care if we have to wear a mask. I will wear a mask and I will go. Little do we know that, you know, you're most likely going to have to wear a mask everywhere. Yep. But this time around, I had the these same clients. She said, my mom and I were both vaccinated and we want to go to Italy this fall if possible. So they do want to go. And going back to the vaccination passport kind of thing, it's something that they're like, we're, we're okay going now because- We've been yeah. vaccinated. I know if other people are vaccinated in the, in the country as well, we'll be fine. So I talked to the TO that I normally work with for Italy. And I asked her, like, what are you seeing in Italy on the ground? Is fall travel to Italy something that you are seeing as a potential possibility, knowing that you can't predict anything? And she was telling me, she said, uh, right now they're just working on getting their own vaccination process done. And so she said they'll know more within the next yeah. month, month and a half. But it was still a bit early to try and reschedule for fall of this year. But they are hopeful, like everyone else. I have I have an early trip on the books for October. And I have high hopes. Uh, with the way things are moving so quickly, it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible it will also be canceled. But that goes back to... <laughs> Just not getting emotionally <laughs> attached to anything at this point. Yeah, but I anything can happen. Anything can happen. The good, the not so good, but I'm open to every possibility. <laughs> yeah, and we just talked last week about the several countries in Europe that are going to start accepting vaccinated tourists. And there's been updates even since then. Um, so it's looking good. But I think as an advisor... It's an easy move for me because I'm so attracted to Mexico and Central America, but especially for clients um, or for advisors who serve a lot of cruisers who might want something different or just people who want something a little less like just a plain all-inclusive all at the beach, they should be looking at Belize, Costa Rica, 
I don't know what the requirements are for Guatemala are yet. And I really want to go there. So that's something I've been wanting to check into. Uh, and like, I'm heading to Holbosch next week because I want to get there before it goes bonkers. And also since Wi-Fi is kind of iffy there and I don't have any tra anyone traveling next week, I can go and sort of unplug a little bit and really get the feel for it. Cause I feel like that will be a big hot spot for people who want something a little bit off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. So those are the things we need to, I don't want to say pivot, but if that's what people are looking for, we want to be ready for it. And honestly, to all the travel advisors listening, if you're used to selling Europe and that's your expertise, but it's not open yet, but Central America is open or other countries that are not in your typical wheelhouse are open, go to the tourism board's website. They usually have some kind of certification course or you know training for travel professionals in there. So if mm -hmm. that's something that you would like to expand into while we wait for other countries to open up, that is one way for you to get knowledge and educated on countries you might not be familiar with. And I can tell you right now, the Belize one is not a heavy lift. <laughs> um, and I'm about to get started on Costa Rica. There, it's not a huge thing. You can get a nice overview and understand like the different regions and, and who it's for. And it's not like a huge course. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not a huge time investment. One of the things we talk about regarding COVID is that the relationships we have with our suppliers can be strained <laughs> in terms of are our BDMs still there? Is the actual company still there? And prior to COVID, we had incidences where wholesalers and TOs went out of business and left a lot of travel advisors just left us hanging. So flapping in the breeze. Yes. So now with COVID, it becomes more of a concern. Um, this article in Travel Weekly, when I saw this, I saved it immediately. Um, the title is Trusted FIT Services Aims to Ease Advisor Concerns About Suppliers. And this is a company that was Founded by Marnie Brown, she is, um, it says that she's a 25-year industry veteran who most recently developed the DMC Partners Collection for Travel Leaders Group, now Internova. And she has partnered with Rob Keane and Jeremy Clement from Project Expedition. And I don't know if you guys know about Project Expedition. I know, Corrine, you do. But they have been amazing to mm. work with, not just during COVID, but prior to COVID. And they've released their financial... Always their financial stuff where they said, this is what happens when you pay for your client's trip through project expedition. It goes into a trust. And that's why when you needed the refund for your client's trip, we were able to give that back to you in a reasonable time frame. And they've been super quick about it. It's not like a whole 90 day time frame. No, they've been super quick about providing yeah. refunds whenever it was needed. So they founded trusted FIT. And it's basically a verification system that's modeled after ones that are used from financial services and healthcare sectors to review different companies that they work with. So they look at things like bank statements, cash flow, balance sheets, credit lines. So they do a thorough background check to see if suppliers are healthy, like financially sound. And 
when I saw this, I was just like, oh my God, this is a really great resource for travel advisors. And of course there isn't a guarantee, you know, as with all things, but at least you minimize the risk. Yeah. It's a third party vetting system, which we need right now. I I'm so terrified about the financial solvency of the suppliers I'm working with. And there's one, like a hotel wholesaler that I want to work with. The BDM is someone I really respect. Um, but I'm so scared because I never booked with them before. Mm-hmm. And after what happened with Excite, it's like, it's kind of a, you know, a similar type of business. So I love this idea of having a separate entity that is vetting these companies. Like, and we talked about this on a previous episode about how Project Ep- expedition. Oh, excess baggage is going to go really well today with with my tongue twisters. Um, We talked about this project expedition thing before, how refreshing it was to see that kind of transparency. This is exactly what happens with your money. It goes into a trust and we don't touch it until after travel. Like that's what we need to see right now. Uh, as this drags on and on and on, I get more and more nervous, especially when my clients have future travel credits. Like, are they going to be there? How much more can this company take? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super thrilled to see something like this. The article says that um, suppliers will pay a $500 a, $500 a year to undergo the review. So it, they have to put some kind of skin in the game to be reviewed and... By doing that, like, I feel like they know that they're financially sound in order to put themselves under this kind of review. Yeah, because you have USTOA, but that requires a million dollars. I think it's a bond. Don't quote Mm -hmm. me on that. It's huge. Um, That's not going to be accessible for everyone. And all of us like to work with these smaller suppliers and get the kind of intimate relationship and attention that we want for ourselves and our clients. So yeah, super, super happy to see this. What I love about this is that um, trusted FIT services is designed to help fill that gap as a consortium neutral service with no other ties to the suppliers. Mm -hmm. So I know in many instances, suppliers can pay money to be a quote unquote preferred supplier and they don't always undergo the necessary background financial statement reviews. So with this being a completely neutral service, you know that people are not paying a certain amount of money to be listed on this list. I have a question for you. Is it time to start meeting in person again? (laughs) I think so. I hope so. Um, I am... (laughs) I am thrilled for like part of the whole emotional thing I talked about earlier is that I'm getting travel on the books again, you know, business travel. And part of it is a lot of these conferences Mm -hmm. are moved to the fall, including the ASTA Global Convention, which by the way, is in Chicago. And if you're an ASTA member, go to their website, apply for a scholarship to the Global Convention if you want to go. They'll pay for your convention fee and two nights at the hotel, which is the Hyatt Regency. I applied and the following day I was informed that I got the scholarship and I know of a few other people who applied and got the scholarship as well. I am so looking forward to going to Chicago in August and one meeting up with Allie, who was our guest last week, but also seeing people in person again. I don't know how a conference setting is going to look 
on one hand, yes, I'm not emotionally tying myself to this experience just in case something happens and it has to change. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also I want to feel a bit of hope and excitement for having something on the calendar that is a conference because I used to go, go to those often, you know, yeah. during the year, you know, you go to meet suppliers, you go to meet other colleagues. So that one is in August. And also the travel agent forum that's normally in Vegas in the spring, they moved it to September. So the end of September of this year. So TRO, who is the parent company of travel market, oh, Traff Market Media, almost forgot our network name, um, Traff Market Media, there'll be a presence there. Um, so TRO will be there. Um, so two very exciting <laughs> conferences. And I think it is going to be much needed for all of us to see each other and to just be able to converse yeah. it's like in person. I keep saying, I need to be with my people. Oops, sorry. I think we have a delay. I, I keep saying, I need to be with my people. And next month, uh, our host agency is having their top producers retreat in Dominican Republic. And I'm like, I was trying to figure out flights from here. It was really complicated. I'm like, I will walk there. I need to be with my people. I need to commune with the other advisors that push me. We, you know, we, what's the word I'm looking for? We just support and push one another. And I've been missing that for so long now. And even though I'm a little bit nervous about it, I got to do it. Like, um, so this, article is actually from Travel Market Report. And they're basically saying what Teresa was just saying that you know, <laughs> these conferences, especially as more and more people get vaccinated, again, that's like the word of the of the time right now. Um, a lot of agents are saying, we're ready, we're ready to meet in person, we all need that connection, especially those advisors who work by themselves. Like this is your community. These are, mm -hmm. this is your team in a sense. You know, we all, we often say uh, cooperation over competition, collaboration over competition, all of the community over competition, all of those hashtags, but it's true. This community is tight knit and usually quite supportive of one another. And we need one another. And even though I do work with a team, I still need that too. I need that larger community around me. It's just, a, it's like a, a vibe. It's an energy and it gets you motivated and ready to handle your business. And I guess I need to start thinking about what I'm doing this fall. <laughs> well, if you need help, a calendar is linked at the bottom of the travel market report article. <laughs> you can click on that and see what uh, in-person conferences are available this year. And I would be curious if any of you want to shoot us a DM or an email, how you're feeling about meeting in person. I, I definitely know some people who would say, absolutely not. We're not planning anything, but um, most of the advisors I know are ready to do something just to feel like they're back in the saddle. Just to feel. Yeah, just to be, <laughs> I'm doing everything I can not to feel and just be cold as ice and have no emotional attachments. <laughs> But I also want to feel on the other hand. <laughs> so, yes, totally. All right. Are we ready for some excess baggage? Yep, I am. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. An article from Travel Age West says, at a time when world ocean cruises are all the rage, 
Ama Waterways has announced the closest river equivalent, a 46-night, seven-waterway voyage scheduled for June 1st, 2023. The longest-ever river journey will traverse 14 countries on board four of the line's European riverboats. This is my dream trip. They also report that Lindblad Expeditions has acquired Duvine Cycling and Off the Beaten Path. These new acquisitions reflect growing demand within the travel industry for active outdoor and adventure opportunities. These markets have seen increasing popularity among travelers for a number of years and are likely to continue to be in high demand as post-pandemic travel resumes with many clients prioritizing socially distant and outdoor options. According to Travel Weekly, Blackstone and Starwood are teaming up to buy Extended Stay America. The takeover comes as data showing the Extended Stay category is faring better than other hotel segments throughout the pandemic. They also report that a new Norway-based airline will attempt to fill the discount transatlantic void left by Norwegian Air. Norse Atlantic Airways plans to launch service in December, flying Boeing 787 Dreamliners between European destinations such as London, Paris, and Oslo, and U.S. destinations such as New York, Los Angeles, and Miami. Tickets are slated to go on sale in the fall. A headline from Travel Pulse states that Trudeau says U.S.-Canada border will not reopen anytime soon. We are all eager to be able to travel again, Trudeau told reporters at a news conference in Montreal on Monday. But I think we're all going to wait patiently until such time as the health situation allows us to loosen border restrictions internationally. That'll be eventually, but not for today. Another article from them says that Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings Limited, which operates Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceana Cruises, and Regent Seven Seas, canceled all departures through June 30th, 2021. The company said it continues to work to meet the requirements of the framework to resume sailing by the CDC. Travel Agent Central says that Uniworld Boutique River Cruises and You by Uniworld announced that they will offer a variety of Make Travel Matter experiences throughout India, Europe, and the Middle East in 21 and 22. They also report that all vaccinated travelers can enter Iceland beginning March 18th. Everyone who has been vaccinated will be allowed to travel to Iceland without being subject to PCR testing and quarantine, including United States citizens. According to Travel Market Report, Globus launched a new style of touring that is centered on traveler's choice and flexibility. Choice touring will kick off this September with 12 new itineraries, each with a range of different excursion choices available to guests. What makes the style unique is the traveler's ability to choose their preferred activity at any point during their journey, whether at the time of booking or the day of. Another headline from them says, another sign of rising travel demand, JetBlue starts to recall flight attendants, recall flight attendants. According to a company memo sent out on Tuesday and reported on by CNBC, JetBlue has begun reaching out to flight attendants on leave of absences, calling them back to work ahead of a busy summer season. And you may want to share this article from afar with your clients. It says, data shows a summer travel surge is coming. Will airfares surge too? Demand for summer travel is heating up quickly. For those who are ready to get back into the skies, you may want to book those flights sooner rather than later, experts say. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link those in the show notes. And don't forget to tell us whether you are ready to meet your fellow travel advisors in person yet or not. 
And if you are and you already have a conference planned, let us know which ones yes. you're going to. Because if we're there, we would love to say hello. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. Cause, cause, cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.